The Butter Blinded Brahman There was once a Brahman named Theodore in a certain town. His wife, being unchaste and a pursuer of other men, was forever making cakes with sugar and butter for a lover and so cheating her husband. Now one day her husband saw her and said, My dear wife, what are you cooking? And where are you forever carrying cakes? Tell the truth. But her impudence was equal to the occasion and she lied to her husband. There is a shrine of the blessed goddess not far from here. There I have undertaken a fasting ceremony and I take an offering including the most delicious dishes. Then she took the cakes before his very eyes and started for the shrine of the goddess, imagining that after her statement her husband would believe it was for goddess that his wife was daily providing delicious dishes. Having reached the shrine, she went down to the river to perform the ceremonial bath. Meanwhile, her husband arrived by another road and hid behind the statue of the goddess. And his wife entered the shrine after bath, performed the various rites, laving, anointing, giving incense, making an offering, and so on, bowed before the goddess and prayed, O oh, blessed one, how may my husband be made blind? Then the Brahman behind the goddess back spoke, disguising his natural tone. If you never stop giving me such food as butter and butter cakes, then he will presently go blind. Now that loose female, deceived by plausible revelation, gave the Brahman just that kind of food every day. One day the Brahman said, My dear, I don't see very well, and she thought, Thank the goddess. Then the favored lover thought, The Brahman had gone blind, what can he do to me? Whereupon he came daily to the house without hesitation, but at last the Brahman caught him as he entered, seized him by the hair, and clubbed and kicked him to such effect that he died. He also cut off his wicked wife's nose and dismissed her. And that is why I say I know I should not carry frogs and the rest of it. Then slow poison with his noiseless laughter hummed over the verse. The trick was good, all sorts of frog and the rest of it. And Waterfoot, hearing this, was conscience-stricken and wondering what he meant, inquired, My dear sir, what do you mean by reciting that repulsive verse? Nothing at all, said Slow Poison, desiring to mask his purpose, and Waterfoot, befooled by his plausible manner, failed to perceive his treachery. Why spin it out? He ate them all so completely that not even frog seed was left. And that is why I say, bear even foes upon your back and the rest of it. Thus, O king, just as slow poison destroyed the frogs through the power of intelligence, so did I destroy all the enemy. There is much wisdom in this. The forest fire leaves roots entire Though trunks remain a shell, the flooding pool of water cool uproots the root as well. Very true, said Cloudy. And besides, this is the greatness of the great whom gems of wisdom decorate. Despite what hurts and hinders too, they see an undertaking through. 
Very true, said Livestrong, and once again the final penny of a debt, final foreman dire, the final twinges of disease, the final spark of fire, finality on these imposed leaves nothing to desire. O oh, king, you are truly fortunate, for your understanding has had final success. Indeed, valor is not sufficient to end a matter. Victory is wisdom's business, as the proverb says. It is not the show destroys a foe, it is wit that utterly lays low. Sword kills the body, wit destroys fame, family, and regal joys. Thus success comes with minimum effort to a man of wisdom and manliness. Wisdom broods over the inception. Memory does not fail. Means appear to predilection. Counsel wise prevail. Sparkles fruitful medication. Mind attains its height. Joy achieves it consummation in a worthy fight. Thus kinship belongs to the man possessing prudence, capacity for self-sacrifice and courage, and as the verse puts it, associate in full delight with someone who is wise, self-sacrificing brave thereby win virtue as a prize. On virtue follows money and money follows fame, then personal authority and then kingly name. And Cloudy replied, It is wonderful how immediate is the reward of knowing social ethics, by virtue of which you penetrated an exterminated foe-crusher with his retinue. Whereupon Livestrong said, Where at last you need sharp measures, first try gentle measures there. Thus the lofty, lordy tree trunk is not fell without a prayer. And yet, O oh my king, why say of a future matter either that it involves no effort or that it is not readily attainable? This, there is a wisdom in the saying, since word and actions fail to suit, timidly, irresolute, who see a thousand checks and blocks turn into public laughing stocks, nor are thoughtful men heedless even in minor matters for the negligent who say some day some other day the thing is petty small demands no thought at all are heedless headed straight for that repentant state that ever comes too late but as for a master who has overcome his foes he may sleep tonight as soundly as ever he did you know the saying in houses where no snakes are found one sleeps or where the snakes are bound but perfect rest is hard to win with serpents bobbing out and in, and again a noble purpose to attain desiderates extended pain, ask man's full greatness, pluck and care, and loved ones aiding with a prayer, yet if it climb to heart's desire, what man of pride and fighting fire, of passion and of self-esteem can bear the unaccomplished dream, his heart indignantly is bent, though its achievement on content. Therefore, my heart is at peace, for I saw the undertaking through. Therefore, may you now long enjoy this kingdom without a thorn, intent on safeguarding of your people, your royal umbrella, throne, and glory unshaken through a long succession of son, grandson, and beyond. Remember, a king should bring his people ease, but he should also aim to please his reign is else of little note, a neck teat on a female goat. And once again, love of virtue, scorn of vice, wisdom make a kingdom's prize, then is glory proudest slave, then her plumes and penance brave, near the white umbrella wave. 
nor must you in the thought my kingdom is won shatter your soul with the intoxication of glory and this because the power of the king's a thing uncertain kingly glory is hard to climb as a bamboo stem hard to hold being ready to tumble in a moment with whatever effort it be held upright even though conciliated yet sure to slip away at last fidgety as the bandar log unequally braided as water on lotus leaf mutable as the wind's path untrustworthy as rogue's friendship hard to tame as a serpent gleaming but a moment like a strip of evening cloud fragile by nature like the bubbles on water ungrateful as the substance of man's body lost in the moment of attainment like the treasure of a dream and furthermore whenever kings anointed are let wit spy trouble from afar anointing jars to often spill with holy water pending ill and no man in wide world is beyond the clutch of pending ill and the poet sings remember rama wandering far remember nala's sinking star with bali's bond and vishnu's tomb and lanka's monster monarch's tomb the pandu's forest born disaster and nightly arjun dancing master time brings us woe in the countless shapes what savior is there who escapes oh where is dashrath who rose to heaven and dwelt its king beside and where king sagar he to whom it was given to bind the ocean's tide where armborn prithu where is manu gone sun child yet suns still rise imperious time awakened them at dawn at evening close their eyes and again where is mandhatar conqueror supreme where satyavrat the king god ruling nahus kesav ever the gleam of science following they and their lordly elephants i ween their cars their heavenly throne by lofty time conferred in time were seen and lost through time alone and yet again the king his counselors his maidens gay his golden grooves fair strings they sink away thus having worn kingly glory quivering like air of rogue elephant take delight in her but trust in wisdom only here ends book three called crows and owls which treats of peace war and other four expedients the first verse runs reconciled although he be never trust an enemy for the cave of owls was born when the crows with fire return